Hello everybody, this is your host, Hunter Von Valkenberg, and thank you for tuning in to the first and only episode of Classically Romantic. In this podcast, we will explore the labyrinth that was the relationship between Frédéric Chopin and Franz Liszt. I plan to delve into the ways in which the romantic era dynamic duo were connected as friends, collaborators, and above all else, bitter rivals. First, but not quite foremost, Liszt and Chopin were just good friends. Um, Liszt was actually a dedicatee of Chopin's first set of 12 etudes, some of the most well-known and most difficult pieces in the romantic piano repertoire. And this made Liszt genuinely and absolutely flattered, and he performed them frequently in his own recitals in an attempt to pay homage to Chopin and the dedication that was bestowed upon him. But Liszt's flair and panache that he added to his performances of the etudes only ended up irritating Chopin, because it's not how he thought they were meant to be played. I feel as though Liszt eventually made up for his unintentional mistakes in performing those etudes, because he actually introduced Chopin to one of his lovers. Her name was Amantine Lucille Aurore Dupin, and she was a French novelist that went by the pen name of George Sand in 1838. Chopin and Sand promptly spent that winter on the island of Majorca, where Chopin completed his world-renowned set of 23 preludes, one in each key, of which I performed several in there in absolute joy to perform and hear. So I guess in a way, if Liszt hadn't introduced the two of them, and they never made that trip to Majorca, Chopin may not have written that set of preludes, or if he did, they'd be completely different, and we have Liszt to thank for that. Chopin and Liszt were also collaborators at a couple of points, and one of the things they collaborated on actually didn't even have anything to do with music. Um, the musical one, however, was a composition called Hexameron from 1837, and the commission for it was given to Liszt, who invited several other composers, including Chopin, to participate. The composition was a set of variations on a theme from Bellini's opera I Puritani, and Chopin wrote the sixth variation, with Liszt writing the coda for it. Liszt also ended up being the first published biographer of Frederick Chopin. Well, and to say he wrote it may be giving him way more credit than he deserves, because apparently more of the text was written by his mistresses. And in said biography, there was a quote that mentions that Chopin kept his feelings half-hidden and half-revealed, which would actually describe the complexity of their relationship quite well, and also give us a bit of insight into just how much, or how little, 
we actually know about the dynamic that these two shared. Franz Liszt and Frédéric Chopin actually inspired each other a great deal in their, in their creative efforts. There was a particular motive that Liszt liked to use in his piano compositions, which consisted of arpeggios in giving keys that contained chords in them. It usually played faster than slower, these chords usually consisted of a quantity of a third or a sixth. I think there's evidence of Chopin adopting a variation of this technique in his third piano concerto, the third movement, in which he does rather quick arpeggios, but instead of putting the chords within the arpeggios, he ends on a sixth. And that sixth is in such a position that it could have kept going up the arpeggio, and I think that Chopin was experimenting with one of Liszt's techniques right there. And I think Liszt learned a great deal from Chopin in that he could he could be less raucous. He tended to be very percussive and loud and extremely, extremely passionate while at the piano and in his compositions. And later, like towards the end of Chopin's life and after Chopin died, List seemed to adopt some of Chopin's soft sullenness in a lot of his compositions. Take, for example, the Lebestrom, a very popular piano solo piece. It's very, very smooth and slow, and that wasn't generally characteristic of Liszt. That was more of a Chopin idea, and I think he drew inspiration from Chopin in that way. Lastly and above all, Chopin and Liszt were some of the most bitter rivals to ever enter the music industry. They had been compared by the press for their entire lives because they were considered child prodigies. And this became far too apparent later in Chopin's career because his compositions garnered far more praise from the press than Liszt's did. and. Liszt couldn't stand the thought of being thought as just a virtuoso in his auxiliary compositions, whereas Chopin were thought more of a master of the craft and a renaissance man. The two could be very hostile to one another in terms of the words that they would use to describe each other to other people. They'd say a lot of stuff behind each other's back. and. List in particular actually ended up writing a review of one of Chopin's public recitals, which was an exceedingly rare occasion due to Chopin's nature of not liking to perform in front of crowds and in public. But List called the performance singularly unpleasant and vindictive, in the words of Chopin biographer Derek Melville. After Chopin arrived in Paris and dismissed him as Zero beside Kochbrenner, which was another contemporary of theirs at the time. 
I think the competition between these two composers alone boosted the romantic music era to its absolute prime. These two trying to churn out the latest and greatest in piano and chamber compositions. Well, Chopin more piano, List did a little bit more chamber. But this drove very much a musical arms race between the two of them. Chopin, although now native to France, was born in Poland and was very proud of his heritage and was trying to spread Polish musical ideas and Polish culture through his compositions. Liszt, however, was from Hungary and included an awful lot of Hungarian themes in his pieces. There were even several pieces that he titled Hungarian Rhapsodies, which were variations on different Hungarian folk dances. And him trying to spread Hungarian culture was almost interfering with Chopin spreading Polish culture. I don't know why they couldn't have come to some kind of a of an agreement and maybe collaborated on a project to include motives from both cultures in one large composition, but nothing like that ever happened, unfortunately. I would have loved to hear it. In conclusion, Frédéric Chopin and Franz Liszt, two titans of the Romantical music era, had massive mutual impact on each other's home lives, on each other's emotions, and on each other's creations. Influence in Chopin's musical style is apparent from Liszt, and influence in Liszt's musical style is also apparent from Chopin. Liszt introduced Chopin to one of his lovers and wrote the first published biography on him. The two had a rivalry on par with that of the likes of the Hatfields and the McCoys, which drove romantic piano music to its peak. Two prodigies, two virtuosos, two friends. And they've withstood the test of time. Thank you for tuning in. This has been Hunter von Walkenberg, and goodbye from Classically Romantic.